the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. Welcome to this Welcome. week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. We're your hosts, yep. Heather and Donnie Mosier. I'm here. You're here and I'm here. I'm back. It's been gone. I've been gone like two weeks. You've been gone a while. Yeah. It was nice. What? What? Anyways. Uh, this show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. Uh, we have a detox, two-week detox and two-year aftercare program. The detox portion is located inside St. Joseph's Hospital in beautiful downtown Houston. And then we have two years of free aftercare included with our program, our care model, which includes IASIS and recovery coaching and all sorts of amazing things. Um, we have a wonderful sobriety success rate if you or a loved one struggles with substance use disorder, or you're just curious about our program and what all that we offer, you can visit our website at www.mhdrp.org, or give us a call at 844-AND-HOPE. That's 844-263-4673. Yeah, because besides the um, the detox, you guys also do ISIS training. <laughs> ISIS, microcurrent neurofeedback therapy, yes. Oh, I A S I S. Yeah, did that sound like I meant ISIS, the terrorist organization? <sighs> Anyways. <clears throat> yeah, so, which is pretty cool, actually. We've referred a lot of people there and we've talked to other people. We, we actually met a guy outside of our whole world who yeah. happened to be doing ISIS, I ISIS, <laughs> uh, with Brady. Yep. And, Remember that? Uh, and so, you can, if you're interested in just the outpatient, um, ISS microcurrent neurofeedback. People do it for all kinds of reasons. You don't have to have a substance use disorder. Yeah, it could be sleep problems. It could be Insomnia, depression, tinnitus, you know, uh, anxiety, uh, autism. It can make you taller. No, but oh. it, a lot of people can do it for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. A lot of PTSD and war veterans. They they do, uh, have great success. Could people with it. like force their children to do it? No, I don't know about force. But could I you mean, turn like, up the voltage? <laughs> no, it's not like oh. that. Um, but you can give Brittany a call um, as well at the same number, 844-263-4673, and we can get you hooked up with our outpatient clinic. And as usual, you're listening to us on KPRC 950 in the H, the beautiful H, H-Town, um, on Sundays at 1 p.m. Central, or you can pick us up at the same time on the KPRC 950 channel on the iHeartRadio app, 1 mm-hmm. p.m. Central, or... or- uh, after the show, they upload us, and we have a podcast on there, Relevant Recovery Radio. Or you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's right. If you have the same addiction Heather does. Hey, what are we talking about today? Because you've let's... been gone a while. I have. Why it, have you been uh, gone? It actually feels weird coming in here. Um, <laughs> so I had to go to, I, ha- I always said that go. I had to go. Um, the company I work for is headquartered out of Paris, France. So, so you had to go there for work? I did. I went for a week thing. of work. And then And then you flew me out there. I did. I flew <laughs> you over there for the Friday morning after my week of work. I thought it was like, you know, prudent to to capitalize on your free travel um and try to yeah. see if I could go. Yeah, cuz I mean it saved us, you know, 12 1500 <laughs> on my flight. Money. Yeah. You know? And so that's what I'm excited to talk about today. Just maybe kind of give our audience and our listeners um uh, 
well, behind the curtain scenes well, of our regular life. Well, wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. I feel like we have an update. On the mattress saga. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so mattress number three, the Satva, is a yes. winner. Is it S-A-A-T-V-A, Satva? Yep. Um, I don't know how you found that company, but it was our third brand new mattress in so many months. and It's listed as like the number one. We went with the Helix first, and the Helix was good. If you don't need a... And you liked it. If I wasn't in the bed with you, yeah. you liked the Helix. I loved it if it's you weren't in the bed soft. with me. <laughs> when you were in the bed, I kind of just rolled to your... So now we have a giant <laughs> bed. The bed is so big that she's in one zip code and I'm in another. And I love it. We thought we'd hate it, but we love it. Um, yeah. And we actually have a mattress that we can both... I sleep all through... The, in fact, I get a full night's sleep. I can sleep anywhere. I'm a sleepy kind of girl. Yeah, you can take naps Hashtag after your Hashtag Nod Squad. But yeah. um, I can take a nap <laughs> anywhere. But... I so I never struggled with sleep, and so it was always kind of annoying that you would gripe about how much you struggle with sleep. Sorry, sorry that I annoyed you with my inability. <laughs> but to I, sleep. I, I like tried to empathize. I'm like, okay, let's get a new mattress. When was that? Like after circa 2021. After in the fall. you, after you had one night on a bad mattress. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, Lord, we can't do this. So let's get a new mattress. So we hated the beauty rest, and we yeah. turned it and ate five hundred dollars. Then we got the Helix, and we hated it when we were in the bed together and then we got the sattva and we've had it for a few weeks now i've been in it because you were gone yeah. but i've been in it more than you i love it and you've been home now and you love it and so we have yeah. a winner so that saga is over the mattress story is closed but we still need to sell that adjustable platform i think we're probably going to eat it i think we should give it away <laughs> to some older person who needs, needs it, it. Yeah, we'll, probably we'll just do that. pay the damn darn thing off <laughs> <laughs> but anyways let's talk about our trip yeah so um, I flew over to Paris for a Monday. I, I got in on a Monday and I had meetings Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Heather flew in Friday morning. Uh, I met you at the airport. Mm-hmm. We took a train back to Paris central. Uh, and our adventure began with you taking a two and a half hour nap. <laughs> No, no, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> Which I pretty much did the same thing. Because that wanna, red eye coming in, is, you're exhausted. I was tired. and But I just want to like premise this with the idea for our listeners and how this relates to like recovery. Mm. Is I was sleeping in a storage unit six years ago. And last week I got to go to Paris, France with my husband. Um, mm. Legally with a real passport and all of that. <laughs> you know? That was the shocker for me and everybody that knows that you. That the government gave me a passport? That... <laughs> felonious Heather was able to get a passport <laughs> legally to, yeah, yeah to leave the country but I just think that it's so cool um what God does with our lives is kind of like the reason I want to share about this because I mean 10 years ago I was laying in bed at night thinking that if I died it would be okay right I, w- I didn't want to live anymore so it is an amazing thing that we go from the bottom of society the bottom of life the bottom of the barrel to a life that we could have never imagined so full of blessings that you feel guilty most days and it's not even that it was like paris or something like you know foreign or yeah. new it's just i love life today all right so don't go anywhere we're going to talk about pali when we get back <laughs>
Welcome back. You're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio. I apologize for my allergies. I sound a bit like a chipmunk. Um, it's horrible. <laughs> uh, this show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. We have a detox and recovery program. If you'd like any information, visit our website, www.mhdrp.org. Do okay, so this week we're talking about Paris. <laughs> or give us a call, 844-263-4673. <laughs> I don't like it when you do that to me. Um, so we're talking about our I didn't trip. want you to do that noise. I think it's funny. People will remember it. It's yeah, a that's thing. true. Mm-hmm. They'll remember that they wanted you to stop doing it. <laughs> No, I, uh, I've had weird allergies since we've come back with the weather change and it's cold here. And, and all if that. you're from Houston, you are familiar with that. It happens every time around this time of year for me, but it'll yeah. be fine. Um, here's what's crazy. Like, I'm from Oklahoma, born and raised, 34 years. I've never been anywhere. Yeah. Um, although, okay, my senior high school trip, we did go to Cancun. How oh, much of that do you remember? Like 2%. Yeah. We were not sober. What? <laughs> and so I don't remember it. Um, I kind of have like little bits and pieces. Did you have to have a passport to go to Mexico back no. then? So you didn't even have to have a passport. I mean, I remember back in the day, you could just go to Mexico just with a license. This they didn't was care. in 2000. Okay. Yeah. They and didn't so care. I don't know what, but it was like a little charter plane. It wasn't even like a real airport. It was like you got off with a little ladder of the plane. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. Anyways, so I've never really been anywhere. Um, and in sobriety with you, we've been to like South Padre and Panama City and San Francisco and and I've gotten to like experience different areas of our country, which has been cool. You're welcome. <laughs> and and I now know that Padre is not in Florida. I didn't know that when I was in sober living. You can ask Michelle. But here's what's crazy. When this came up and and when we went to San Francisco, I remember all the like the trolley cars mm-hmm. and the up and down streets and the the architecture of the homes and I'm like this looks like full house this looks like what you think San Francisco looks like you know yeah. and so I land homeless people <laughs> pooping well, on the now, road yeah but um I go to Paris and basically San Francisco is one giant trap house and I was just thinking about that <laughs> we were talking about being Tales a ra- the trap house Tales from the trap episode 72. Yeah, San, uh, San Francisco, Francisco, the giant trap house <laughs> where homeless people poop on I, the sidewalk. Here's what I thought was crazy, because I've never been anywhere. So as I say things, people that are listening that have been places are like, yeah, Heather, everybody knows that. But I didn't know that there's like not a, such a thing as petty larceny in San Francisco. Like when we went, I was called. Well, there's not supposed to be, but they have made it so. I mean, well, that should I, surprise you. What I mean is like when we went to go shopping for like coats and scarves or, you know, there were signs everywhere, and every store had their own personal security guard because you can steal like up to like five or eight hundred dollars or something right. like that. And, you, and they can't call they the police can't on you. They can't call the police on you. Basically, it's you go work hard so we can give your stuff away. <laughs> like, like what's the incentive to pay other than morality and ethics? Right, and, and, so, which is why all the smart people are moving to Texas, and I'm really scared <laughs> for Texas at this point. <laughs> but anyways, let's get off that. And so when I landed in Paris, like I was on a nine and a half hour Tales flight. from the, the trap. Mo- Give the us one trap Paris. house story real quick. A trap house story. Yeah, being raised no, no, in a no, no. trap. We're, we're not going to do that. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> I don't know. Tell us about Hamster House. Okay. So I was in Oklahoma, and Hamster House, well. Why did they call it Hamster House? I didn't know they did. My niece told me <laughs> that, that they called it Hamster House, and I was just living there. Um, but they called it Hamster House because 
all the walls inside the rooms had holes to the other rooms. Like, you didn't have to use the hallways or the doors. There was just holes in the sheet. <laughs> just rock. holes in the wall. <laughs> and so you could tunnel, like, from the living room to the bathroom to the bedroom. It's like a big hamster area. It was just like, you know, you're, I don't know. It was its, it was its own world. Tales from Anyways, the trap. Ladies get- and gentlemen, a trap house is where people hang out. It's usually a rundown garbage house. Drugs. And that's where they do drugs. Yeah. So, so Aunt Heather's tales <laughs> from the trap. Okay, go ahead. Here's like what's amazing about God, though. I know you like to make fun of me for like my wild, stupid past, but it's like I went from the trap house to Paris. Yeah. And sober. And I get off the plane and I need to use the restroom, you know? <laughs> and so I Welcome have, to Paris. I have to take a train to go to customs and then I have to go through all that and they like scan your eyeballs and it's so like 18, you know, like that. Or, or, or By the yet. way, they scanned your eyeballs because you're felonious. <laughs> no, they did not they did scan not. mine. It was just the customs I went through. They were scanning everybody's retinas. Was it a little? No, they were taking your picture. No. Yeah. They were definitely scanning my eyeballs. Well, they didn't scan mine. Well, they scanned mine. You're a criminal. Anyways, so they let me in regardless. Yeah. It's not like it's Canada. French yeah. said, come on. Canada won't let Canada you in. Canada will never let me in. <laughs> but so... Um, I need to use the restroom really bad. So I finally get to you and find you. And I'm like, we have to find a bathroom because we yeah. have to take a train all the way back to your hotel room. And so I see like the, you know, little man woman sign. And I'm like, there it is. And so I'm like going over there. And when I get back into the hallway, everything's in French and I can't read French, first of all. But there's a turnstile, like the little flippity things where mm-hmm. you have to like well, let one person go through. But it, mm-hmm. but you had to pay. And so I and there was like a worker. And I looked, and I and I was like, "Can I use a card?" And they're like, "No card, cash." And I'm like, "Like dollars?" They're like, "Euros." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can't be here." So you went from tales of the trap house to tales of the crap house. And so I, I I couldn't use the bathroom. Like literally, you had to pay. Like the bathrooms weren't free. In yeah, Paris. we didn't have cash. We just wanted to card it the whole time. And so I was sad about that, but it was not the end of the world. I didn't know that this would be a reoccurring theme for the next eight days. Yeah. That I needed to use the bathroom and couldn't anywhere in Paris. Yeah. Um, but so then you pick me up and, and we go on the train and we get to your hotel room so I can finally use the bathroom. But um, it was it was um it was touch and go for a bit. <laughs> it was what? touch and go. I, I didn't know if you would make it back to the, <laughs> I was just, the hotel. I was so excited to be on a train. Here's the thing, this Oklahoma girl, I have never seen a train or a subway, much less yeah. written on one. And so we got to ride this like underground. I don't know why they call them trains. It's like a subway because it's underground, but they call them trains there. Well, the train that we took from Charles de Gaulle Airport back to the hotel was what they call the RER. We took the RERB and it's it is more of a train than the other ones. The other ones are short lines that are, you know, in a straight line this way to this way where the RER goes way into the suburbs, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go from Charles de Gaulle, which is way in the suburbs, all the way to the other side of Paris, way in the suburbs. So it's kind of, they're kind of bigger, more train and, trains. And I noticed it felt like a train, that one, and we did get yeah. to see the outside. And I noticed how much graffiti was in Paris. Like So it wasn't like that. I don't remember that much graffiti. The, so the last time I was in Paris, I'm, I am lucky in that my company's headquarters is there, so I'm over there quite a bit. But you hadn't went since COVID. I had not been since like what 2018, I think, or mm-hmm. 2019. But 2019. Since COVID, uh, I was not able to go until now. With and this then, trip. so between 2021, 22, there's a lot of graffiti, like in really nice areas. Like the area that I love the most is the Saint Latin Michel. quarter with Saint Michel and and um, 
Boulevard Saint-Germain. That's just my favorite area. And there was way more graffiti this time. So that's one thing I noticed right away is that everything was beautiful and everything had the French architecture, but everything is covered in graffiti. And so I don't know if that happened during COVID and the lockdowns or protests. I like I don't know. Um, but it was it was kind of eclectic, though, because it was just it was part of the city at this point. Yeah, it's part it of the charm. It was just everywhere. Um, French, French kings loved graffiti. <laughs> French kings loved No, but that was what was crazy. So, okay, so here's the deal. I, I used the bathroom and then it was fine, but I did not know that this would be a reoccurring theme for the next Our whole days. trip, ladies and gentlemen, was around Heather needing to be able to use the bathroom <laughs> with her tiny kidney bean kidney. And so I was like... How do you do this? So every morning we would get up, we would leave our Airbnb, we'd go explore the city and take a train or, you know, do this thing or do that thing. And we wouldn't come back until the evening. So all day we're out on the streets doing the Paris thing and I'm trying to find a bathroom. Um, And so I would say right there, you mentioned it, we're on the train. So if you go to Paris, if you're going to be there for a week. Get a Navigo Pass. My recommendation is don't go buy a ticket every time you're going to get on a train. No. Go on a Monday because they go from Monday to Monday. So the end of Sunday, it's done, no matter how much you've used of it. Um, you get what's called a Navigo. You take a little passport photo. They give you a card. And you can ride any, any train tra- anywhere. No, any transit. You can to ride bus. a bus, mm-hmm. subway, train, as much as you want for the next seven days. And I think it was like $28 for the week for that Navigo pass. Yeah, that's it. And if, for each, for me. And, and if it's typically $2 each time you get on a subway, so it makes sense. And I can't count how many different trains uh, we took right. throughout the week. And so it paid for itself in probably two days. Yeah. Um, and, and that was such a cool way to get around. I've never experienced that. But one thing I noticed was that uh, you're not supposed to people watch. So when we get back from this break, well, I'm, yeah. I'm going to talk about the virtue signaling that I recognized oh, it wasn't in virtue Petty. Signaling. <laughs> Lord help her. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio with Heather and Donnie Mosier. (laughs) Um, We're talking about our trip to Paris. We just got back a few days ago, and I'm just super excited to, like, give our listeners a window into what I learned as an Oklahoma, Texas girl that's never been anywhere. Some, like, tips about traveling to Paris. The fact that they would let this criminal travel (laughs) is amazing. But, okay. Now, the first thing I want to say before you go into this Hmm. is that the weird thing about the subways for me— there's two weird things, and they're good and bad, or, or just they're just different. One is that Paris, if you're inside the Seine River, if you're inside the circle of Paris, mm-hmm. it's very safe. Yeah. Very safe. Um, That's what I noticed. It was. It's people- not uncommon to see like a beautiful woman standing out on the, the subway platform by herself, two o'clock in the morning. Waiting for a train. I've seen young, like, teenage girls by yeah. themselves riding the trains here or there. I've seen, yeah. I seen women walking in dark alleys, going out to we eat late at night. We walked in places that frightened you. Yeah. There'd be, like, a group of men in the shadows, and I'm like, I'm not too worried. You're like, this is weird. Here in Houston, we would have needed to worry about But the other thing that. I noticed different from here is we, we took an Uber a couple times, um, and because the traffic is crazy in Paris, it's way, way more congested than in like Houston. Like New York or London, yeah. yeah. And everybody's on scooters or bicycles, and they have the same rules as the cars, and people cut each other off. But Anything but, with wheels goes. Right. Anything with wheels goes. But these people in Paris, 
they didn't seem to have any road rage in them. It was just, oh, there that person goes. Oh, you right. cut me off. Okay, this is just is so, what it is. And I remember saying to you, like, I wonder how many like rage shootings they have here. And you've laughed because you told me they don't have guns there. <laughs> and the fact that you didn't know I that. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to America. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. I mean, I've been here. I haven't been there. So that was the one thing. The one thing is that how safe it is. It'll surprise you how safe it is. The other thing is that when you get on a subway, you get on a train... People avoid looking at each other. That's what I was getting getting to, the virtue signaling. You agree no, okay, with me. No, no, it's not virtue signaling. <laughs> no, 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 What listen. I'm saying is that, like, it I'm is. from Texas, and so, and it's probably an extreme because I'm from the South. I've lived in Texas most of my life. I, anywhere you are, you just start talking to people around you. You're friendly. You're, hey, how you doing? Hey, whatever. And you but just, that's not what we noticed in Paris. Oh, gosh, <clears throat> what, no. What, they won't talk to you at all. They'll well, look away. They're not rude, though. It's like a respect of personal space to not make eye contact on the train. Is like, that that's how the, you see it? That's how I saw it. But because, because they're used to being so crowded and so packed in, because some of them subway trains, it was standing room only, packed in like sardines, right? And it turns out that right now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people in Paris don't want to wear deodorant. Yeah, There's wish- a weird movement about <laughs> against deodorant right now. PSA, wear deodorant. Uh, even if it's like the non-aluminum or homemade with, you know, cornstarch, whatever, please wear, wear deodorant. Ad- wear deodorant, um, So that was assaulting at times, by yeah, the way. Yeah, the smell. But, no, my point about the virtue signaling is here's what I noticed, Donnie. Oh, God. People, since they don't want to make eye contact with you on the train, although I love people watching, so I don't understand why they don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk to you. I want to stare at you. Yeah. But he, I looked around. Everybody's on their phones, but here and there, peppered in, there'll be someone reading a book. And I'm like, I'm noticing who. She points out there was a man standing kind of in the center of the aisle holding one of the, the poles that you hold onto so you don't fall. He's and he had a book, book up and he's reading. Listen, and she looks at her and whispers on- at me and she says, hey. Look at his virtue signaling. There's no way he's reading. (laughs) He's virtue signaling, but he's smarter. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, no, probably just really enjoys reading books. I saw people. No, there's. You're only on the train a couple minutes. Like it's fast. There's no way he's like got back into the chapter he was in. So the rest of the trip, he's pretending to read, and it's a form of virtue signaling because he's that smart. I'm just gonna. I saw people walking down the road in Paris reading a book. Air quotes. There's no way you're reading a book while you're walking, bro. If you read books, if you read books in public, you are now virtue signaling, and I judge you. (laughs) My God, I wish she was kidding right now, but she's not. No, that was my favorite thing about Paris was riding the trains and subways. I know how redneck that probably sounds, but I enjoyed it thoroughly despite the virtue signaling. So one of the things that we did a lot of is that we would sit. We didn't really eat inside of a restaurant almost at all, except for we went on a nice dinner cruise on the Seine. We sat outside at the little bistro tables everywhere. People are packed in like sardines there, too. And what I loved is everybody was smoking or vaping like right next to elbowed to each other. And it was not a thing. You don't get to get upset if someone's smoking near you. I had little cigars a couple of times. I was like, do you mind? And they're like, in fact, that one guy, I was standing out in the street away from the tables finishing my cigar. And he went and got you an ashtray and said, come sit. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, Also, people were drinking at like 10 a.m. in Paris. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. So it wasn't 10. We didn't leave our hotel before 10. Sure we did sometimes. No. No, ma'am. Maybe Your memory's fuzzy. (laughs) Well, it's not because I was drinking. So we talked about that a little bit. Let's talk about that for a minute. So I just remember about the third day. Wait. Hold on. Wait. Mm -hmm. So you are six years sober. Yes. I'm nine and a half. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
we are around alcohol in our lives here. Yeah. And usually it really doesn't, there is not even a half a second thought about it. It's like, oh, there's alcohol, no big deal. But yeah. what happened to us over in there? In Paris, uh, I guess it was like the third or fourth day. I'm, we're just walking. And what I started to notice is it would be in the morning, like 11 o'clock or whatever mm-hmm. time, but people were already sitting outside with their little bottles and their little glasses and mm-hmm. having their drink. And, and I was just kind of making a joke about how early people seem to drink in Paris. Um, but I did. It seemed like such a, like a whole mood. It seemed like a whole thing right. to be able to sit on the bistro and have a little glass of champagne. With or your, wine. You know, or... whatever. And I just like said to you, I, like, I wish we could do that. And you're like, I'm glad you said that because I wish I could too sometimes. That's the thing is that it's not, it's, it's inviting. It looks fun. It looks exciting. Which I it's, know is a lie today. For us, we can't. We, know. we can't. I, do it, I know right? that I'm allergic to alcohol and drugs, and if I consume them, I break out in handcuffs, and I, I don't want to be in a Parisian jail. And so I absolutely know it would go Could you very- imagine how bad that would smell? <laughs> No, but here's along that line. This is why it deals with recovery is we want to be transparent and honest that even though we are recovered alcoholics where the insanity has been removed and, yeah. we, and we don't have to fight the drink or the drug idea anymore, there are moments of fleeting thoughts when you're around certain cultures or certain energies it where looks, you're like, man, it looks fun. You know what? If you see like a, a guy out mowing the yard and, and when he's done mowing, he gets to go crack open like an ice cold Corona. Yeah, for a moment you're like, man... For me, it was just like the little girls that were out shopping and, and taking a break at the bistro tables with their little vapes and their little glasses of wine or Chardonnay or whatever yeah. it was. And and even when we went on the dinner cruise and they brought us glasses of champagne and we had to like refuse them and we're like, yeah. we don't drink, you know, but like you don't want to tell the guy your whole story that I'm, you know, a heroin but addict from used Oklahoma. To be. <laughs> it used to be, right? So our friend, my friend, you know, Matt and Sean out in Katie and Sean <laughs> used to make this joke about it and, and it would, it always cracked me up is that when you're first getting sober, like your whole life you've been drinking, right? And and now it's like, well, I don't drink. And so it's weird when you go somewhere and refuse a drink. It's something totally new. And you At don't even first. know how to react. Uh-huh. Because when we come in to get sober, drinking is our whole life. And, and it's the normal life. And then you, you realize that there are people that don't drink. So in the beginning, you're at a restaurant or something. They're like, hey, would you like a margarita? No, and you're thanks. like... Well, I can't, and here's why. And you want to pull I spent out your four rehab step sixteen times, <laughs> right. and and I'll end up, you know, hating my mother again and shooting dope over this. And here's right. the whole chronological timeline of how this is going to go. I want to pull out my four step and show exactly <laughs> why I have no business drinking. When when there are many people who would just go. But here's the thing: no thanks. When it comes with family, because you and I happen to be recovered alcoholics, which is hopefully a permanent state as long as we stay spiritually fit. And if we yeah. become spiritually unfit, we'll be unrecovered. And we'll, You've come we'll... close a few times. <laughs> I got yeah. worried. Okay. Anyways, um, each night I would text my dad, because here's the thing, every year that I turn sober and I, and I get my yearly chip, I mm-hmm. mail it to my dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, my parents live in Oklahoma. They don't get to see me a lot. But every evening, he's not on Facebook or anything, so every evening I would pick a couple of the best pictures and text them to my dad so he could show my mom because she doesn't know how to text, just to include them in, in like, what's happening in our lives. Yeah. Um, but when we got back and I was talking to my dad on the phone, he goes, hey, did y'all, did y'all drink alcohol in Paris? <laughs> and I said, no, why? We would have probably missed the plane <laughs> ride back. And he was like, well, you sent me a picture with all these glasses on your on your table with bottles and... And I said, no, Daddy, um, you know, they don't do plastic there. So everything was in glass glasses and glass bottles. Yeah. And, you know, so you have lots of little cups on your bistro yeah. table. But it was so crazy. Like, on one hand, I wanted to be like, 
upset that he would even question me. Yeah. But I, but I spent years teaching them to not trust me. Yeah. And so that yeah. that's okay. But on the flip side, like <laughs> if we drank in Paris, I would not be texting pictures to my dad of yeah. it. Like that's so crazy. But um, we had a wonderful time, and we did not drink, and it's not like a a thing. It was just hey, I kind of wanted. To get to experience, you have the thoughts. We're human. We have those yeah. thoughts, and it was, and it's, it just looks. And we fun talked about it that it one looks... day, and and it didn't mess with our time nah. there. You know, nah. I mean, so, I mean, because the other thing was the the smell of weed. It was everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> People just walked down the street smoking weed. I'm not a weed person, but I definitely smelled it I everywhere. Am. I didn't I'm smell vinegar going, though. Oh, that smells like sativa. <laughs> that smells good. If I had smelled vinegar though, you think I'd be triggered? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> But it was just, uh, it, it's just, you're around the culture and for the moment you're like, man, that would be great. And then your mind snaps and goes, nope, it won't stop there. But the ability to recoil yeah. like that, that, that shows that we have enough spiritual connectivity that we stay safe that day. One of us does for sure. At least one. Thank God we were together. <laughs> All right. So we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Relevant Recovery Radio with Heather and Donnie Mosier talking about our trip to Paris today. And, and the end of the mattress saga. Yeah, and today we started a new segment called Aunt Heather and the Trap House Tales. <laughs> that's so stupid. I don't think, that, think that's going to catch on. We'll see. I mean, I think it'll bring more children to the radio show. <laughs> Anyways, here's one other thing I want you to talk about. Oh, Lord. We, no, we stayed in a... So in Paris, everything is small. 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 S-M-O-L. Very small. Very small. There's little small cups. There's little small teaspoons. There's little small plates. I mean, quite literally, the hotel room that I got, which was meant for two people, we could not open both of our suitcases in in, the room. Yeah. Yeah. We had to put one on the bed to open both suitcases in the room. So we went to an Airbnb. Um, that we had booked way ahead of time. It had lovely it was pictures. Nice. It was nice. It was basically an efficiency that they had turned into. It had a loft bedroom bed yeah. up there in the loft with TV and all that. Here's what's cool if you know Paris. It was like a stone's throw away from the Pompidou Museum. It was in Marais. It was in a beautiful little area. Tons of shops. Near Chatley. Near, um, <laughs> let me think. It was in Marais. It was near Chatley and near. Just uh, north of Hotel de Ville. And I remember yeah. the train was the Rampado, but I don't say it right. But that was the. <laughs> it was the Rampart station. Whatever. Um, I didn't say Rampart two. Whatever. Um, here's what I want to say. The advertisement for the Airbnb was in French, and you know Airbnb it translates some to English. And what I could tell is it had some sort of fancy LED. Did lights. you ever leave him in a review? I did. I left a good review. But that's based on this story, we're going to see what kind of review you <laughs> so, left. So I did. I left him a good review. Um, we loved our little apartment. We weren't there much, but here was what we found out. Did we argue at all the whole time we were there? I don't think so. I, don't th- I think we argued as soon as we got home. That's our story. <laughs> we can get through anything, but when we, we get home well and comfortable. We travel together. We just yeah. never, never, need to never be home together. <laughs> oh, that Unless we're in the sattva. Yeah, then, then it's in no, our own zip code. No, here's what I want. I want our listeners to know this. If you are renting an Airbnb in Paris, 
make sure that it's not hooked up with all Alexas that only speak French. Oh my gosh! Because we oh had the gosh. hardest time. Uh, we, it had a sp- we had to be we had to have the window open. Now these Don't are get to that yet. Explain oh, okay. the Alexa situation. Well, I'm getting there. So. First of all, these are probably 15-foot high ceilings. It had to be because it had the loft. It was very, very tall ceilings. It was essentially at one time a, um, what did I say? What kind of apartment? Efficiency. An efficiency. But they turned the but up top into a loft with a spiral staircase. Over and- the kitchen, they put in a loft for mm-hmm. their bed. So they sort of made it. But the windows. Giant windows. Were maybe a foot off the floor, two all feet off the, the floor, the all the way to the ceiling. They're very tall, very big windows. We had to leave one open pretty but much the whole the time because they had an Alexa in the living room, an Alexa in the hallway that goes to the bathroom. This is not a big place we're talking about either. An Alexa in the bathroom and upstairs and in the living room. Yeah. The one upstairs was attached to the TV and then the one in the bedroom... Sorry, the one in the bathroom and the one in the living room had cameras on them, which made me very uncomfortable. So the, the TV had off. a camera on it, which made me uncomfortable. So we covered that up. So yeah, initially, I don't, I don't know that anything was like sus with this guy. That but, was, but it was weird. So he, okay, but here's why he, we had to keep the windows open. He did advertise. When I look at the listing, what is translated to English is yeah. here's what I was looking for. I was looking for air conditioning. Yeah. And it said air conditioning. It said something about Alexa too. But what we found out when we got there is that Alexa only knew French. And Alexa controlled the air, air conditioner. <laughs> Alexa would randomly turn on music and we couldn't get her to stop. Oh my gosh. Alexa Three would randomly turn on lights, LED lights around everywhere. Yeah. It would turn that on. We couldn't figure out how to get, and we would try to look it up and do like the Google Translate conversation. Oh, so here's what we found out is that my French is garbage. <laughs> Yeah. So every time we would speak to Alexa in French to try to turn on the air conditioner, Alexa didn't know what we were saying. So she would speak back to us in French, but we have no clue what she's saying. Yeah. So it was a lost cause. We had to go through and, and unplug all the Alexas and leave the windows open the whole week in Paris. Yeah. No AC. <laughs> no, and it was, and it was, the it wasn't was hot. Beautiful, it was beautiful, though. It was beautiful, at least, but it was very humid at points. And so the weather was anywhere like. It would be lows of 55 to 60, and some days it went up as high as, you know, 77. So it was beautiful weather. We can't complain about that. A little rainy on and off, but the humidity going up and down kind of messed with our sinuses a little bit. Yeah. But that was... Yeah, so... So the Alexa only speaking French did not, even though it was very cool for anyone probably that does speak French to stay there. They would have loved it. There was a point in time when I considered smashing Alexa with <laughs> a hammer. You were so mad that one night. So, I, because you're already jet lagged. You already can't sleep, right? Because Just we're trying to ahead. go to sleep seven hours ahead of when we normally sleep. Uh-huh. And I've got this stupid box squawking down on the floor, turning music on at three o'clock in the morning, turning, I'm just like, I am so over this. I was so mad one night. I can sleep through anything, but she did wake me up with the radio music that one night. And but you, what, what you learned is if you yell, Alexa, stop, she will. That's a scary thing. And that's so, a scary thing. And so thing. that worked for the night, but we didn't get to have air conditioning the whole time. Now we could have like called the house owner and had Laurent come over Laurent. and help us but he only spoke french and so even getting his the english keys... his english was limited so hey before we stop mm. before we get too far um well, we're almost so, done so first of all heather and i have no alexa what are they all called They're siri, siri alexa Siri-on-the-phone. what's the other stuff that people put in their house echo dot 
We don't have any of that. No, and we don't have the smart thermostats either. We don't have any of that stuff um, because we just are against it and find it ridiculous. So we don't do it. Now, if you do it, we're okay with that. That's your yeah. thing. We just don't. And so when we go into this house that's completely controlled by it, we're like, okay, this 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 kind of sucks a little bit. But, <laughs> okay, here's what I want to make sure that people understand. Talk about your beard. Every time... We'll, we'll touch on that. But every time I say, hey, I'm headed to Paris, France, one of the questions I get quite often, because I go over there all the time for my company, is how mean are people? How rude are people? No, they're not. Listen, in my experience, they were, they were in the fact, the people. rudest person I've encountered the entire 10 times I've been over there. Was another American there. Was that me. one lady with the suitcases. Yeah. Otherwise, I've never had that experience. They, first of all, they are bilingual. Yeah. Most of them over there speak French and they're able to speak speak a good amount of English. And here I am coming to their country and I have almost bonjour, bonsoir. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. Merci. That's about and, it. And if you say je suis croissant, they'll bring you a croissant. Right. Even though you just said I am a croissant. <laughs> it works. I don't, it doesn't matter. They think it's cute. But they are the kindest people. I, I just have nothing but really good experiences over there. <laughs> Um, there's some electronic in the studio talking to us. We're trying to figure out which one it is. Because there's an I Alexa the, in here somewhere. <laughs> I said the, the S-I-R-I. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to agree with you. I've never been to a foreign country. I've always heard French people are rude, and they absolutely were not. The wait staff and the... the and they and, would try to speak English. They would try to accommodate us. They were us. so kind. So the people kind. that I saw that were rude were Americans treating people like crap over there. Yes. And I yes. was like, I don't want to be that. Now, the other thing, when I got there- Remember you the guy at the airport? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, when I got there, you had already been there for a week, and you kept saying, like, is something wrong with my face? People kept staring at me, like, is something hanging off my face? Is my beard crazy? They would break their neck to stare at me. So you were experiencing hard staring for a week, and I thought you were just crazy and insecure. Right. And then I started to notice that it was happening. That oh, people yeah. were staring at you, and I realized what it was. No one over there has beards. Not one like yours. Not one like, so... <laughs> and so I, about the fourth person that stopped you're gonna have, us... Now you're going to have to post a picture of us today on Facebook Paris. so people can see my... I will. I will. On our Relevant beard. Recovery Radio Facebook page, I'll people post People compare it to like a ZZ Top beard. It's a pretty long beard. It's a beard. pretty... And it's chiseled. It's very yeah. full and it's very chiseled and it's very sculpted. It's a unique beard. But uh, I don't know, at least four men stopped us dead in our tracks um, to... And they didn't know English either, but they would go like groom the beard symbol yeah. with their hand and they would they would thumbs up you. Everybody loved your beard that's the why men people loved were staring it. at you yeah and the men loved it and the women were afraid <laughs> <laughs> the women were afraid but all in all we had a wonderful time um my advice is don't do the super touristy stuff like eiffel tower and the museums just take a train and wander the streets but you got to hit the catacombs the catacombs was amazing and take a romantic dinner on the Seine. those are the two things that i would do over and over again. i like i liked Père Lachaise cemetery too i got to see jim morrison's yeah. grave and and although i had to use the bathroom the whole time we were there i finally found a bathroom but, um bring euros for the bathroom <laughs> yeah you don't need much you don't need much <laughs> but i just wanted to give everybody we a are just grateful in. from going from the trap to blessings yep so thank you for listening tune in next week and don't forget those who stand for nothing will fall for anything hashtag god though